Hello, Zimbabwe. You are listening to Studio 7. Women's Roundtable coming to you live from the Voice of America in Washington this Thursday, January the 11th, 2023. I am your host, Sitan Tonight, we are discussing the rising cost of living, with some families saying they cannot afford rising prices of basic commodities following the newly introduced 2024 national budget characterized by high taxes. But first, a US-based nonprofit is working with the government on Rwanda to provide free surgical care to women who are suffering from obstetric fistula, restoring not only their health, but also their dignity. VOA's Julie Tabo has more. It's a joyous occasion for these Rwandan women on this rainy day in the capital, Kigali. They are welcoming a U.S. team here to help women suffering from obstetric fistula and other gynecological issues. One of those women is Julianne Nirondinabo, who became incontinent after her bladder was damaged during childbirth. Fistula caused me depression. I couldn't earn money or perform physical tasks. I even struggled to care for my child, depending on my husband for our needs. An obstetric fistula is a hole that can form between the mother's birth canal and her bladder or rectum during prolonged or obstructed labor or a badly performed cesarean section. This devastating injury can cause a woman to continuously leak urine, feces, or both. It can cause her great pain and emit a strong odor that often leads to feelings of shame and social isolation. Nirandi Nabo's fistula was repaired by an all-volunteer surgical team assembled by the U.S. nonprofit International Organization for Women and Development. But not all fistula victims are so lucky. More than 2 million women live with untreated obstetric fistula in Asia and Sub-Saharan Africa, according to the World Health Organization. When you have fistula, trust me, it is one of the worst situations a woman could possibly have. She's treated like she has leprosy. No one wants to be near her. She smells all the time. Her children don't want to be near her. Her husband sometimes can even leave. So we're here to fix that. The team visits Rwanda three times a year and works closely with the government, which has been providing assistance and medical students for training since 2010. Fistula patients uh, come in a vulnerable state. After their surgeries, they are smiling, grateful, and they are excited to, to go home. How are you? Fine, fine. Improving women's health impacts not only them, but also their families and communities. We know that women are the basis for a strong family structure. And if a woman is healthy and happy and has her dignity back, we know that family will be successful. The team's holistic approach contributes to that success. We don't treat the diseases, we treat the people. So after, after, after the treatment, some of them were able, uh, they were able to help them to start some small, small businesses. Some of them, younger ones, were given tuition fees to go back to school. 
There's also a strong focus on education and hands-on training. We want this to be a sustainable project so that when we finally go home, the Rwandans can take care of their own. I encourage women not to hide their condition and to seek medical help. Fistula is a treatable condition and there is hope for recovery. Together with their partners in Rwanda, International Organization for Women and Development has examined more than 4,500 women and children and performed about 1,400 fistula and prolapse surgeries, life-changing treatment that is not only repairing bodies but restoring dignity. Julie Tabo, VOA News. And uh, meanwhile, the United States says it is hoping for political reforms in Zimbabwe following visa restrictions imposed December 2023 on individuals who undermine democracy in that country to enable rule of law and economic recovery. The U.S. Embassy in Zimbabwe official Elaine French said this in an interview with VOA's Rutendo Mawere. The United States did announce new visa restrictions in December about one month ago, um, specifically with regards to individuals that we feel were responsible or complicit in undermining democracy and violating human rights in the country. These are individuals that had a specific hand in undermining the elections in, in August 2023. They might have prevented individuals from standing in the elections. They might have delayed ballots from getting to some of the polling stations, um, bribed or, um, or intimidated voters going out to vote, and, and restricted some of civil society organizations' operations in the country. So it is very specific, um, specifically targeted against those individuals who had a direct role in undermining democracy in Zimbabwe. Um, this is, is not a specific Zimbabwe policy. This is a, a global policy that the United States um, has implemented in, in other countries around the world uh, in cases where individuals undermine democratic processes. Uh, we have recently announced similar visa restrictions against individuals who undermine democracy and elections in Nigeria, in Sierra Leone, and in Liberia. Um, to your other question, though, um, you know, what, what has this achieved or have we seen change? These were only announced one month ago. Uh, and actually, we don't know. Uh, we, the, the list of individuals who are on uh, the visa restrictions list is not a public list. So uh, we can't say for sure that every single person on this restriction list is, is also on the sanctions list. But I think it's going to take time to see if it has the, the behavioral changes that we're looking for. Um, we hope that in 2024, the government does recognize that it needs to kind of take on certain reforms to ensure open and accountable and democratic governance in the country. But looking at those that we, that have been sanctioned over mm -hmm. the years, yes, they've been uh, behavioral change. Do you not, as an embassy, any behavioral change? Well, we think there has been certain um, changes with certain individuals. Uh, but overall, uh, we continue to look at our policies in Zimbabwe and our sanctions policies around the world to fine-tune them and ensure that they are relevant. Uh, as you probably are aware, we have been going through a review of our Zimbabwe sanctions now for over two years. We had a number of announcements in late 2022, in September and December. 
where we uh, removed certain individuals from the sanctions uh, list, as well as added uh, additional individuals. So it is a, it's an ongoing process and it's fluid. It's not a stagnant policy. It's, it's an ongoing review that the United States government does here in Zimbabwe and elsewhere around the world. And would you say that the, the, the sanction issue has achieved? Um, I think it has had um, some successes, uh, but I do think that uh, like all policies, we need to keep reviewing it and making sure it makes sense for uh, the, current, uh, the current situation. Uh, and so that is why we continue to kind of look at our policy and make sure it, it makes sense uh, right now in Zimbabwe. And reached for comment, Richard Mahomva, Director of International Communications in the Ministry of Information, told VOA the United States should treat Zimbabwe as an equal partner in the sovereign state. Now, let's take a short break. Uh, we'll be right back. Don't go away. In times of change, when the world seems uncertain, and what we hear doesn't reflect what we see, we seek the truth. When we are told only part of the story, we lose trust. In moments of crisis, our dreams, hopes, and wishes for a better tomorrow depends on a free press. At Voice of America, we bring you the stories that people take risks to see. We connect the world and unite it with truth. At Voice of America, we show you the whole picture. For those just joining us, this is Live Talk, the Women's Roundtable, coming to you live from Studio 7 at the Voice of America in Washington. We are discussing rises prices of basic commodities, with government saying it is adjusting some of the measures recently introduced through the national budget with basic food items such as bread, milk, cooking oil, and maize meal, exempted from value-added tax. To discuss this in depth, we welcome our guest, uh, Mabel Mbala, Ward 28 Organizing Secretary in the Bulawayo Progressive Residents Association. And we are expecting more guests. Yes, uh, welcome to the show, Ms. Mbala. Welcome. Thank you so much for the welcome. Yes, uh, we are discussing uh, the rising uh, prices of basic commodities. What's the situation on the ground? Uh, thank you so much. The situation is not um, so friendly. The prices are rising almost every two weeks or so. The prices are rising. And on the other hand, people, they don't have the money. The other teachers in the youth in that people are not earning that amount to meet the rising prices. Yabo, we are Kuluma, Mabel? Yes. Oh, yeah. Unga Kubega gave the city says, Wittington, Mishanga Malanga, when Zagalani Konanga, Pogwin, Elugonai, Unga. Sanjaga Bans, Ugutu and Zagala. 
kuvandiri abantu imali yakhona kabalayi yokuthi bakhenye ngoba ukuthi Yeboge, manje inengi lizi pilisa njani kona ngapu? Pilega njima shiviri ngoba imale tolo ngabandu change to mouth. Apuseli ni malo ngaipina miku ziti ngama saving. O ufiti kumiliki ama inyeche ziti ngama kona mawe healthy o ujindezi njalo. Aise kuyoni zineyo kutaya nkona ya vinyinyi. Ususenzo utina mtu ngatola kutola zilo ngatola gala ngakutola gala Kati Gusamelanga uh, soma bizimusi bekupule impasha lezo. Ungati ziko na izi loku sangwewe gai? Kuloko wangiko vizi yanga kukota. Sia temba ukutimune kuza fingi la konoko. Ute ubono soma bizimusi basi sinze inte mza kona za hambilane la konoko ufiswa mavanti. Yewoge, unga schela gengolimi lwesingisi ukuti... Um, is there any help that uh, the residents get from the government or some non-governmental organizations? Yes, uh, pertaining the livelihood. You know, we have uh, people who are unemployed, we have orphans, um, widows, and the elderly. Do they get any assistance, food assistance? from the government or from non-governmental organizations? At one, at one point, yes, there was, I, I recall there was an organization uh, under NGOs that was giving people vouchers to, to, to subsidize them with foods or basic needs. And as of um, orphans and other vulnerable children, the Department of Social Development is trying to help, but the number yes, of the people that are vulnerable is quite large. Yeboge, unga pinda njalo futi ustrasisele uguti laboge abasakula usasizo uguti gulotobo lukusuela gala ugo uguti bangaenza nuguti msebenzi la nuguti nesebesenza uguwe pula umtetolo ugutata izdagamizo uguona ge ugukamba njani katesi Okay, Organizations, we are seeing people that are willing to help these people 
Park. Yes, um, and uh, as the Bulawayo Progressive Residents Association, what do you usually do to assist our residents? Do you meet and talk? And those who cannot afford, say, school fees, um, hospital fees, do they still have the councillors uh, pitching in to say, no, these ones cannot afford, so that those institutions can uh, waiver their fees? Yet on that note, I am sorry, I'm not in a, I'm not in a position to answer that on behalf of the office. Okay. Yes, uh, you can just uh, stand by. We understand we are also joined by our second guest, uh, Juliet Samson. She's in the Women's Council of the Bulao Vendors and Traders Association. Uh, welcome to the show, Ms. Samson. Welcome. Yes, we are discussing uh, the economy and we realize uh, what is, in fact, what is going on with the businesses as we speak. Okay, I'm facing it with uh, challenges. May you repeat the question? Yes, uh, how are the businesses managing under the current economic conditions and the price hikes? Okay, the situation is very tough. It's very tough. 
Uh, one, the mental health is imposed by the government to inform our sector. We don't know what is after the uh, payment of tax. What do we benefit if we pay those taxes that are being imposed by the government? What, what do we benefit? They are imposing us to pay taxes, registering uh, companies, because it's tiresome. There's a lot of money being needed. Why is there no business in the informal sector? Yes, and uh, recently businesses, including wholesalers, retailers, and informal traders, met um, to ask the government to reverse some of the introduced tax measures, which include the Zimra tax certificate requirements. Is this already in effect? Is it impacting on your work, or is not yet an issue? It's an effect, yes. We impose for the government to reverse the tax. They need first to teach us, to give us a knowledge about the taxes which they are imposing us. Not to just come and cause us tax. We have to do this and that. We can say, we want it to reverse that, that tax. Yes, and are you confident on that note? Do you think your arguments are very uh, are convincing such that the government can reverse? Okay, if we speak in numbers, I know uh, if, we, if we come together as informal people in numbers, we make noise, definitely the government will reverse it. But if we keep quiet, uh, I tell you, the kids with those taxes, they'll end up coming other taxes. They know, they know that uh, money is in formal sector, so they want to take that money to us. But it, it benefits nothing from those taxes. Yes, uh, speaking of uh, taxes, the government has said uh, basic food items such as bread, milk, cooking oil, and maize meal um, are uh, exempted from value-added tax. Do you think this will make an impact, or you still have to purchase the goods which you sell at a higher price? Uh, uh, Taxes are impactful us. Usually... uh, you see, even when you register, you already pay the tax, you have the tax clearance. But if you don't, you will not be paying the tax. And that is an impact to us. Yes, and uh, what, what is the impact of all this uh, economic crisis, especially on women, children, and girls? Uh, it will be the survival of the fittest. Those who can afford forex will survive. Those who cannot afford forex, those who uh, their salary is in RTGS, they are uh, they are encouraging us to have RTGS accounts for those with uh, with uh, access in forex will survive. They manage to do their thing, but those who be our same so challenges. Yes, uh, speaking of uh, the forex, uh, we saw that uh, the Consumer Council of Zimbabwe says the bread basket uh, needed uh, monthly by a family of six has gone down when using uh, US dollars but up when using RTGS. What does this mean to the yes. ordinary person? Do many people access the US or dollar or? It means people are in dire straits. 
uh, consumer trade buses have been foreign if you have uh, forex, especially US dollar. But how many are affording those US dollars? Our customers are civil servants. They are large portion of salaries in other teachers. So I can't see I can't see the difference if most of our customers are civil servants who are their salaries are in other teachers. And we see that most people are unemployed and uh, relying on informal trading. Do you still find that more members in your associations and in the streets are more of women than men? And uh, how does this affect uh, the way they raise their family and uh, cater for their daily needs? Yes, I understand much of the percentage of this uh, of employment is in the informal sector. Uh, generally, women are more than men, so our association will have uh, more women, more uh, who will be joining the association. This is because of the services which we offer to informal sector. We do health, uh, patient schemes, medical aid. Last time there is an event of giving. Um, uh, the people were not ready. They didn't have any, any uh, what can you say, insurance. But the, uh, all their properties, all their ways were destroyed by fire. By that, we the association. We manage to voice up, to advertise our association. What are the services we offer to those? So, more people who are affected from the free market joined uh, the association. They learned a lesson from the event that has been happening last time. Okay, thank you so much. And we go back to you, Miss um, Impala. Uh, you see, what can you say about? Uh, what uh, Ms. Samson has just said uh, concerning the vending and uh, the problems which they have, seeing that most residents, even in your wards, even the people you lead, some of them are vendors. Are you still there, Mabel Mpala? Yes, I'm still on. Yeah, okay. I'm still on. Yeah,
Your last word, uh, Miss Samson, what can you say about uh, the economy and the way forward? Back to you, Miss Samson. Can you hear us? Hello? Yes, uh, can you give us uh, your last word? We have come to the end of our show. What uh, do you, what is the future like for, in, for the informal sector? And what do you hope to achieve in brief? Okay. My last is to people in the informal sector, I encourage them to register, to formalize their company. Yes, they are disadvantages. They are advantages and advantages in any business. For you to survive in Zimbabwe, you have to, to follow what the government is saying. Thank you so much. We have come to the end of our show and would like to say thank you to our guest, Juliet Samson of the Bulawa Vendors and Traders Association and Mabel Mbala of the Bulawa Progressive Resident Association. I'm your host, Sitandegile Mfanga. Let's meet again tomorrow, same time.